Hi everybody, it's Dr. Stephanie and I am recording from my new location. It's called the Z-Spot. So I will apologize for any echo that you are hearing in the sound because this space is pretty empty right now. And after a while, we will get it filled up and you will hear less of an echo. But for right now, the echo is the sign of success. This podcast today is talking about the value on my recent experience traveling to the south of France with some wonderful women who were part of the curated retreat. During that time, I had to learn to connect with new people. Didn't have an experience where we all knew each other, but we came together because we all had a love for travel. And we all wanted to get back after being restricted for so long. Are you like me and you love to travel, but COVID has just played a number on you? So get ready for this episode of the Z-Spot. It was formerly the Thrive NX podcast. Not to worry, the Z-Spot is all about thriving in every area of your life. Let's get started. All right, everybody, let me tell you about my recent trip to the south of France, Provence to be exact. And it was an amazing journey. I certainly thought I would enjoy myself. What I wasn't prepared for was a life-changing experience. That's what I believe travel can do for you. I've connected with so many people that have not traveled much. They stay in their own little pocket, that they hang out with their own crowd, with their own families. Few people have never ventured outside of their own county. I just believe, this is me, so we're gonna be talking, I'm your forward-thinking friend, and I'm gonna be candid today. I think that's the problem with the United States of America right now. We are such a vast country that you can travel for days and days and days and never leave the confines of this, these continental United States. You can travel from Maine to California, and I've often thought about doing that. Probably would take you three to four days. However, when I lived in Europe, you could travel for two hours and be in another country. And that meant it was important for you to be bilingual, multilingual, to learn different languages. In the United States, I've heard the saying that says, what do you call somebody that knows one language? What do you call somebody who can speak two languages? What do you call somebody who can speak three languages? So if you're two languages, maybe you're bilingual. Three languages, maybe you're trilingual. But what if you speak one language? And the joke is, you're an American. (laughs) Trust me, I know that to be the case. For so many of us, we just don't see the value because we probably will never leave the confines of our country where the the language that most of us speak is English. Now, some of us are having difficulty now because we are seeing our population grow to include many wonderful people of Hispanic national origin and their primary language is Spanish. That still has not prompted us to learn Spanish because we are the classic example of what people used to call the ugly American, which is speak English, or why don't you learn the English language since you're here? But nothing in our experience says, why don't you embrace those who are coming and learn a different language? That's my goal. That is my gift to myself over this next year is to learn a different language. I really wanted that to be Spanish, but I'm 
thinking about incorporating learning some French because my goal is to go back to the south of France and I would love to be able to speak at least something. Where's the bathroom? How much does it cost? What's on the menu? <laughs> Good morning. Thank you. You're welcome. Those are the kinds of things that when I went to France, even though I took I took French for uh, probably three years, three, four years when I was in high school. And do you know, I got to France and I couldn't even ask where the bathroom is. I do remember some things. Like I remember bonjour. Maybe that's from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> But it's amazing that I couldn't speak the language. I still had a grand time. We, we visited many cities. The pace of life was so amazing. I love the idea that you could get up in the morning and go and grab some fresh bread from the local market, that we walked up to a, a wonderful local restaurant. It was amazing. I learned so much during that trip. I was transformed. I really was. And I believe that's what travel can do for you. I hung out with the group for the most part, but my last city that I went to, we went shopping and I just decided, let me trek out on my own. And I did. At first, it was a little scary. Honestly, I think that I intended to catch up with the group after I went looking for an outfit for my grandson, but they were gone. All I knew is I'm hanging out here and I'm going to find some place to have lunch. I'm going to shop, and I did. I went from shop to shop, and I learned that, you know, when you walk into a shop in France, hey, it's bonjour, say hello to people. How many times do we go shopping in the United States? You walk into the store, people say hello to you, but do you walk in because you greet someone and you go, bonjour, uh, and you, you know, merci, thank you, the niceties, the things that we ought to do so that we can shine brightly in this world. So I did that, I shopped, I was able to say combien, you know, how much does it cost? I found some great sales. Even though I was nervous a little bit, I was working it by myself. And then I thought, let me go and look for a place to have lunch. Got my GPS out, looked at, different restaurants and thought, hey, this one sounds interesting. And I started following the pathway to this restaurant. At some point I thought, you know, this, uh, this is a little much. You sure you're out here? Are you okay with this? Does anybody know where you are? All these thoughts hit my head, but guess what? Eventually I was able to find a restaurant, not the one that was recommended because when I got there, Finally, after weaving, you know how GPS does you. It's <laughs> just weaving me around all these little side streets and through these alleys. Got there, it was closed. That's another thing I learned about the French. They don't make any apologies for their culture. So lunch was from, um, let's say 11.30 till three. That's when they serve lunch. And so there've been times when our group got to the restaurant at 11 o'clock and they said, we're not, we're not serving lunch right now. What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> you don't have, you're not serving lunch right now? And so we would have to wait and then we would go someplace and lo and behold, we would get there, it's 3.30. We're not serving lunch. We don't open again until seven. But of course we can serve you drinks and you can have some, you have a glass of wine and hey, we have lots of desserts. So that took some getting used to. It's like, I have to adjust to this culture. And I've learned something about that. I learned that we don't, we sometimes get a little irritated, don't we? 
if things don't necessarily line up the way we think they ought to. But I learned, I adjusted, and you can better believe if I wanted lunch, 11.30 to three is when I had to show up at the restaurant. There were menus, I didn't know what was on it. When I finally found this wonderful restaurant, I sat down by myself and ordered my meal, and it was absolutely fabulous. And then I got a phone call from my girlfriend, April, and she said, hey, where are you having lunch? I said, hey, I'm over at this restaurant. And I was able to ask the server, hey, can you help my girlfriend get here? And we sat down together and had a wonderful lunch. I loved it. I enjoyed it so much. And trust me, I will return to the south of France soon. So if you're interested in a trip with me to France, I need you to text me, reach out to me because we are going back. Now, what do I mean when I say you can grow by travel? I grew. I decided I wasn't gonna box myself in to, like Belle says, this provincial life. <laughs> it's got to be more than this provincial life, okay? There's got to be more than the American dream. There's got to be more, and I do, I think it's amazing, absolutely. I am not abandoning my country, but I absolutely believe you need to be able to explore and relativize other cultures. Just because it's not yours doesn't mean it's not good. Just because it's not yours doesn't mean it's not fabulous. So stop thinking you've got the only solution that you can put things into neat little boxes all left and right. That's socialism, this is capitalism. I think we need to become more globally minded in this country. We have to become aware that we are citizens of this great, big, marvelous world. And like one writer says, the world is flat and air travel and all kinds of technology. The internet has broken down these barriers between countries, except in our own country sometimes. How do I know I'm right? How can travel change your perspective? Well, recently I began to look at two men, two powerfully important men in our nation, Malcolm X and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I started reading Malcolm's book, The Autobiography of Malcolm X, and I was reading some of his statements after his trip to Mecca. And he said that his awareness started before he even got to Mecca. It began on the journey that he was taking. And I can say that for myself, that my experience started when I got on the plane before I even got there preparing to travel, understanding that I would be out of my particular area and I would need something different. Malcolm said that when he started going to Mecca, he began to see other people. Uh, Jesus says, I've got sheep that are not of this fold. And he began to see people who didn't look like him, but they were all going for one particular cause. He said it shifted his thinking. And then he says when he went to Mecca, he began to see that some of the things he had been taught weren't necessarily the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It did not change his commitment to elevate the African-American race. It did not change his commitment uh, to be that voice of change, that voice of, I want you to understand that there are things that you need to do in order to live this kind of life. Did not change his perspective totally. What I, something that I call the Elijah mindset. When you are in a box, when you are restricted, when you feel like there are things that don't necessarily liberate you, 
You can get into this cave-like mindset that says, hey, I'm in this cave. And then when God comes to your cave to tell you to come out, come out, come out of that cave, get out, get free. You say, hey, God, my reason I'm in this cave, the reason why I am, I'm stuck is because, guess what? I'm afraid. Elijah tells God, you know what? They're, they're trying to kill me. They're trying to take me out. And guess what? I'm the only one left. God comes to the cave and says to Elijah, Elijah, psh, get a grip. I've got thousands of prophets whose knee has not bowed to Baal. You ain't the only one. So get out and meet these new people. Get out and understand. Get out and gain a global mindset. That's my brother Malcolm. Go back and read the autobiography of Malcolm X. Go back and look at his letters. Go back and look at his teachings and his his philosophies pre-Mecca and post-Mecca. Travel can change your ideals. Travel can change your perspective. Travel can help you grow. Then let's get to Dr. King. Dr. King and Coretta Scott King traveled to India because they really wanted to explore more of the teachings of Gandhi and the nonviolent movement that um, Gandhi used to try to liberate India. And they talk about how they got there and how people were so excited to see them, how they wanted to experience the American way of life. But that Dr. King wanted to be able to see what did, you know, what did Gandhi, you know, what was Gandhi's teachings? Was I on point with this nonviolent movement? Did I miss the mark somehow? And he comes back, he and Coretta changed, understanding that yes, this nonviolent movement is the right movement, more committed to their cause, more committed to his philosophy, more committed to this way of nonviolence that he believed would alter and shift the American mindset. Sometimes travel can totally change or get you going in a new direction, but sometimes travel can solidify, yes, this is the right path that you're on. Whatever you choose to do, my recommendation is travel. It can start with a simple drive beyond the borders of your state. It can start within your own community. Are you exposing yourself to different people? Are you looking to put yourself in a place where you're with people who are different? Are you asking the kinds of questions that can help you grow, that can expand your mindset? It's what we need to do for our children. I believe that our children require a shift and that's something I don't know that our schools are doing right now. I remember when I was in school, we would travel to that local city just to explore a factory or a bread factory. Or I think in, when I was growing up, it was the hostess company that would take us and we would see how things were made. Expanding a child's mindset, exposing them to different things. Go to a restaurant that doesn't have English on the menu. <laughs> eat food that is not typically what you would do watch a movie in another language sign up to take a, a course that you learn another language expand your thinking there's Bible for this enlarge my territory break out your tent post get out of your comfort zone there's this great big marvelous world that God has given to us. Don't, uh, don't spend your whole life in a rut. 
going around and around in your own environment, not growing, I guarantee you, if you start from where you are and just begin to grow, to shift, to move, to experience, I believe we could right now look at your community and find something different. If you're a person of faith, how about attending a church that's not your church? How about getting out of your own, you know, comfort zone in your own spiritual experience? Go to a church where maybe you're the minority. When I was, um, I was working uh, in Norfolk, uh, a friend of mine, Jennifer, <laughs> uh, Jennifer invited me to go to synagogue. That was one of the experiences that I can point to that shifted me out of my comfort zone. I was thinking, I'm going to synagogue. We had dinner at Jennifer's house. They passed around the bread and we each broke off a piece. They passed around a glass of wine and we all drank. And I'm thinking, mm, this is familiar, but different. We walked to the synagogue. We sat down the, the, the book, um, the pages were different. It was not in English. The cancer sang, they read from the Torah. And initially I was a little uncomfortable. First of all, I didn't understand the language, but I could feel the sentiment. Do you see what I'm saying? I looked around, I was the only brown girl, really dark brown girl, I'll say, dark brown girl in this group of people. When they said, hey, we have visitors. Everyone turned and looked at me, why it's obvious. I haven't been there before. That's what I thought. Well, maybe, you know, I, just that particular day, I might have been the only brown person. Does that really matter? You know, it gets on my nerves uh, to hear people say, well, are any black people going to be there? Or it gets on my nerves to go to events where I know, you know, there should be more inclusion and more diversity, but we are all segmented into our little pods of people and we think we got it going on. Come on. You ought to look around and think this is polarization and there's this great big wonderful world and people have talents and skills and abilities that we need to connect with. I believe that's why we're not farther along than we are because we're so stuck and so rigid and we're not open to new experiences. Travel can change you. If you don't do anything else in the next month, just travel outside your mind, free your mind <laughs> and the rest will follow. It's time. Grow. Explore. Create something different for yourself. You can get to another country. And, you know, sometimes we, we choose different methods to do that. <laughs> I'm going to recommend something. I love a cruise. Ain't got nothing against Carnival, Princess, you know, whatever, Royal Caribbean. None of that. But sometimes that could be safe. You know, you can sit on that boat and you can go to these countries, you get off for two or three hours, you get back on. What about you just go spend some time in another country where you have to speak a different language, where you can ask and learn new things. I, I brought back so many things from France. But first of all, I'm gonna, I'm, I love this game called Patank, right? Where you get these balls and you throw it. I have gone on to Amazon 
and try to figure out how can I get some of those patent balls so I can play this game that a lot of the French play. Cheese, uh, olives, the food is so amazing. You'll, you'll learn how you've been settling for this, for something you don't have to settle for. And I've learned since I've been back, I've found some French groceries. I went to somewhere to find the same kinds of things that I ate when I was in France, except for the croissant. <laughs> Not the same. Not the same croissant in uh, Sam's Club that I got from the bakery early morning for my walk in Provence. It's a wonderful big world out here and you are entitled to explore in it. Now, does it cost? It does. But I, I, I believe that there's a way you can go. And so I'm starting to save for my next European trip. My goal is to see all seven continents, all seven continents and every state and these wonderful United States of America, even the flyover states. So my next trips are gonna take me to Montana and Utah and North Dakota and South Dakota. Let's see this wonderful world God has given us. Let's praise him for the beauty and the majesty of the, this awesome experience that allows us to see the beauty of God's creation. Let's find the beauty in each and every one of us. That's right, we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. We're just made different. Let's celebrate that and get to know each other. Let's see, what else can I say about travel? I know I'm different. I'm different. I won't be the same because I refuse to go back. Um, and I've traveled a lot, but I've traveled in different ways. I've traveled where I have added a couple of days on to my business travel and I've called that travel. I've traveled where I've stayed, you know, relatively, you know, near home, and I've called that travel, and that's good. I've traveled overseas in tour groups where I could find that safety in, um, you know, being a part of a, a group of Americans. And that's, there is, there's beauty in that as well. If you're traveling for the first time, you may want to try something that doesn't put you out there by yourself. I visited Africa as part of a missions outreach. I recommend that. If you're a pastor, come on, get your church out of this United States of America. Get them out of this provincial experience and let them experience worship and a whole new culture. They'll see that worship in, I know worship in Africa was like off the chain. They put our worship to shame and I was changed by it. Changed and liberated. Yeah, you've got to put that forward. So let's get your money together. Let's save for it. You know how you can save for it? Think about if you would just decide to do your own nails for a year, how much would that be? Think about it if you would um, shop at a consignment shop or a thrift shop. This dress I have on is beautiful, it's polka dotted. If you're listening to me uh, and, you're, and you're listening in from uh, the internet, then hey, I know you can't see this, but I want a beautiful black and white polka dot, polka dot dress that I got for $5. You can use that other money 
to put it in your travel bank. You can do this if you see the value in it. I hope that you've listened to me today and you've seen the value in travel. You've seen how it can grow you and you've seen how it can impact your community. I thank God for Brother Malcolm and Brother Martin, how their travel expanded their mindset. And then they came back and brought that mindset to us. God bless you as you grow. God bless you as you get the courage to experience new things. I hope you'll join me. So stay tuned because you may see an opportunity to travel with me. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. And then please stay tuned to the Z Spot podcast where we are going to, in the month of August, August is National Romance Awareness Month. You're going to learn how to romance yourself and then stay open for the romance and relationships that God has called you to. My guests for August are, you're just going to love them, but the first guest, uh, Miss Jerry Hampton Massey. Uh, wow. You want to hear her story? This girl found love, uh, embraced love, and married within the same year that God revealed to her her Boaz. You want to know what she did to manifest black love. This is Dr. Stephanie Hampton Cradle. Welcome to your Z-Spot podcast. Come back often. Experience life in the spot for your ultimate optimal growth and development. Thrive in every area of your life. I'll see you next time.